The Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapping on Racing. Oh, say does that star-spangled Banker Bob thought for this evening. Success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you get. Hi, I'm Don Gamble, and I want to welcome you to Rappin' on Racing, May 2nd, 2023. Today's program will include Vicki Emig, the owner of the Rush Racing Series, and we will also discuss the Battle of the Bay, Tyler Harris has a great interview with Lernerville Speedway late model champion John Garvin Jr. I have an interesting interview with eight-time Jennerstown Speedway late model track champion Barry Audi. Barry was involved in a bad crash during the Jennerstown Speedway opener with Brandon Marhefka and Zach Tadero. No one was hurt, but the lap three crash tore up some serious equipment. Owen Halp won the feature. Mike Lisikowski was announcing and, as usual, did a great job, especially during the extended red flag. Tentative guests for our next show will include Jared Barclay and Cody Catellus. Last week, I had the pleasure of listening to the podcast Catching Up with Cletus. Guests included late model driver Brian Hutchko, Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, race promoter Vince Laboon, and late model driver Cody Catellus. During the show, Cletus mentioned that Don Gamble should go to the archives and play some racing history. Great idea, and the suggestion led to the interview that Mike Lisikowski introduced with Hall of Fame driver Ben Miley. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapid On Racing. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. 
Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. And a little theme music for our next honoree. (laughs) The Pittsburgh Circle Track Club would like to induct into its Hall of Fame a driver who totaled 134 career feature wins. Born in... Whoa, is that right? Holy cow. Wow. Oh my, um, born to be a race car driver, racing three nights a week for much of his career, Ben Miley of Venetia, Pennsylvania, the Pink Panther, the driver of late model number 99, in addition to those 134 career feature victories, earned championships at the Motor Drome Speedway in 1984, 1987, and 1988 track championships at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in 1984, 1987, 1989, 1991, and 1995. Track championships at the Lernerville Speedway in 1972, 1984, 1988, 1995, and 1996, as well as Summer Sizzler Series and Super Series championships. Ben Miley, of course, from a racing family now also famous for promotion and ownership of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And with that, as Dave Oliveri and I talked earlier tonight, a very rare distinction, as brothers will now be joined in the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Hall of Fame as the late Red Miley of Miley Motorsports was inducted at this very event back in 2009. Just a quick little story about me. Me is one of my favorite subjects to talk about, incidentally. Uh, When I was about seven years old, my parents bought me a plastic pedal-powered Camaro. You know, the kids kids that are much younger than I, you got the battery, you got the power wheels, you don't have to pedal. I had to pedal my little plastic Camaro. And it happened to be red in color. And right after I got it for Christmas, I forced my dad to put mailbox address stickers number 99 on each door so that I could pedal around the driveway and be Ben Miley in my plastic Camaro. That's absolutely true. 
So now, fast forward to the present day, here I stand at the podium, and I get to shake hands with a 134-time feature winner on his way to the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen, Ben Miley. idea was that? <laughs> um, I, I obviously have some things I got to cover and uh, I have a prepared speech but I, I can guarantee you I, I may read most of it but it does come from the heart. I put a lot of thought into this. It covers a long period of time I, and I hope I, I do a good job for all the people who's helped me along the way. <clears throat> I did a little homework. I looked over the list of occurred inductees and find I, find I have competed with over 20 of these drivers. I thought what a feature that would be when we were all in our prime to watch. Noting that just reinforces how truly honored I am to receive this reward. Award. I want to thank Bobby Neal. Where's Bobby at? Bobby. I want to thank Bobby Neal who nominated me. I have a great deal of respect for Bobby as he is one of those quiet guys that loves this sport, which is easily seen by his involvement in the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club and how he goes about his business at the tracks he works. I want to thank the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club uh, Hall of Fame Board for confirming my nomination as well. Thank you, Bobby. I have a lot of people to thank with all the years that I've raced and not near enough time to thank them all but I must thank a few. First, my dad, who has passed, and I'm sure he would be here if he were alive today. My mom, my Uncle Jim, are both here tonight. They played an important part in the early days supporting and encouraging us. They probably helped us more than I can remember, but I do remember one key turning point. It was our second year of racing and we were moving into the claiming division at Heidelberg, which was a lot like what are, what are sometimes called semi-late today or crate late models. We had a guy that worked at the gas station, Red worked out. He built our first motor for us. Guess what happened? It blew up the first night we ran it. Anybody who races know what a, knows what a heartbreak that is. Understand we were all still students working part-time jobs and every dime we had was in that car. We took the motor back to Gates Machine Shop that had done the machine work for us. Tom Kennedy and Bob Scheffler worked there then. They would later become owners of Brocker's Speed Shop. My dad and my Uncle Jim paid for the machine work this time around, and Tom showed my brother Jerry, who was only 18 at the time, how to build our next motor. Had those two things not come together, I'm not sure how or when we would have got to race again. To this day, Uncle Jim is still my go-to guy when I need that extra hand at the racetrack. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Uncle Jim, for all your past and continued support. Next would be my brother, Red, who, as mentioned, was inducted into the Pittsburgh Circle Track Hall of Fame in 2009 after he had passed away. 
I think the only other brother combination to be in the Hall of Fame, if I've done my homework correct, and I saw a picture back there of this, this fellow as well, is Dick and Gus Linder. I'm very proud to be amongst that group. I never saw Dick race, but my dad talked about him often, and I've heard many stories about what a great race car driver he was, and I did see Gus Linder run a sprint car a lot. Red, who was 16, and me, the oldest of my brothers at 18 when we started racing, led the charge on having a race car, and in later years, the racetrack. Think about this. At age 16, he became my car owner. This was not just a title. He made it happen using business skills quite unusual for his age. He did everything he could to make sure I had a good ride from that day on in 1969 until he passed in 2007. In memory, I still carry his name on my car as the owner for that period of time. Next is my brother Jerry, who at 17 not only became my crew chief, but my engine builder, who not only has built all my cars, but all my motors, except that first one, it didn't go so well, huh, Jerry? <laughs> he went on to work for Tom and Bob at Brockers and is now the current owner of Brockers Machine Shop. I have an amazing stat to throw out here. Thanks, thanks largely to him, I have never missed, I said never, missed an opening day at the tracks we ran and very few races. So Mike, you know how many years that is now that you were being wise about my birthday? Um, um, I doubt that I would ever been able to win a race, let alone championships, without him. Thanks a ton, Jer. My brother Matt, who has played a major role in the success of our team. I have to laugh thinking about Matt. As when he, we talk about the old days, he's smiling already, I see it. He was only 12 years old, okay? And I'd say, I'd say, did you really help us then? I mean, when he was 12, I'm 18, I mean, I don't hardly even know he exists, you know? And needless to say, though, what he could do involved into a really important role of maintenance and over the winter getting our cars built and redone, especially doing the interiors and bodies, and becoming very knowledgeable on a chassis setup. Over the years, the knowledge gained was passed on to my nephews Matthew and Jared, who helped on the cars, and proud to see them carrying on at a high level with Jerry's help. Thanks, Matt. My sister Ty, obviously being the youngest, she wasn't in the picture at the beginning. You weren't, were you, Ty? I, I don't remember, okay? Um, okay. But certainly came to be one of my biggest supporters and fans, and always willing to pitch in if we needed a few bucks in a race car, Kitty. Let me tell you, if you have her as a fan, you can do absolutely nothing wrong on the racetrack. Thanks, Ty, not just for all you do for the race team 
and a track, but being such a great sister. I need to thank Mike Harris, who has devoted a lot of his time the last two years working on my car and making it possible for me to race which, while Jerry travels with, uh, with Jared and Matthew. Thanks a ton, Mike. Starting at age 18 and doing this just as a hobby, I'd like to think I got a lot of early valuable lessons out of racing other than the success on the track. I can't say they were all good, but nonetheless valuable. That has helped me, and as Chuck Noll used to say, my life's work. I'm most proud of the fact my brothers and I, as a team, stuck together through all the ups and downs and took something from absolutely nothing and made it not only successful enough to get this award tonight, but something that we've been able to pass on to Jared and Matthew. Last but far from least, thanks to my wife, who's in Florida, spending time with Megan. I met her only three years into my racing, and she has had the flexibility to allow me to race as we both went through our careers and raised our two daughters, Megan and Sarah, who I'm very proud of and even more proud of what they've become. And thanks for coming tonight, sweetie. I'll end by saying, when people ask my wife, who Dal Carnahan sarcastically calls the world's biggest race fan, how did you get into this for so long? And she quickly comments, I thought it was just a phase and he would grow out of it. <laughs> it appears now that I will grow out of it very soon on age, but never, and I mean never, for the desire and passion I have to compete. Thanks and good night. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. 
For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now on Rapid on Racing is a driver who made a name for himself uh, throughout the past couple of decades, took a little bit of a break, but has reemerged in a big way, becoming the 2022 track champion here at the Lernerville Speedway in the Super Late Model Division. This is the J4 of John Garvin Jr. John, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem at all. So uh, we just talked about it, 2022 track champion. Did you ever think it would come so quickly? Uh, no, to be honest. I thought, uh, you know, after taking some time off and and Mark calling me to drive his other car, I honestly was just hoping for a couple top fives. And, uh, and we started off good and kept rolling. So you had some competition even in your own camp with uh, Colton Flinter last season. So you guys duked it out for a while, not to mention the other competition that came here on a weekly basis at Lernerville. Plus the invaders, guys that coming in on a random night here and there, making it all that much more difficult. But nonetheless, you found a way to get it done. Jumping from late models to sprint cars back to late models. What was the decision behind getting back into a super late model again? Um, no decision, really. He just he called and um, asked me if I wanted to drive. I actually said no for a while really didn't want to and then over time i think it was maybe march he called again i mean it was pretty pretty soon you know pretty quick to the start of the season and uh i agreed and next week we went so it worked out pretty well for you. Um, and now this year, a little bit of a different change of pace for you. As you mentioned to Mark just a little bit ago, now on, uh, I believe the terms have ended there and you're on your own endeavor. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. This is all ours. And um, that that deal we finished up at the last race last year. There you go. It worked out pretty well. So uh, whenever in your time racing, you, you race, again, super late models, you race spring cars. Which one did you enjoy the most out of the two? Uh, probably the late models. I mean, I started off there. My dad raced late models. Um, there was just, it was getting to a point where, uh, I didn't like where it was going, the late model division. So we jumped over the sprint cars. They, uh, we ran good there for a while. I might, first season was the best season in a sprint car. Then went downhill a little bit. I think trying too hard and trying different stuff and, just got away from basics um but that was that was fun too i mean they're they're fun to drive but i feel more comfortable for sure in a late model getting back to the upcoming season 2023 what's it going to take to defend your championship this season oh luck i mean you gotta have good pill draws you gotta not break i mean we went the whole way to port royal and ran one lap and broke a dry shaft and drove the whole way home so um you know, basically, it just comes down to a lot of luck. It takes a little bit of talent, though, too. I mean, yeah, good equipment helps, too. But um, it, it, going back to talking about Port Royal, that kind of sparks the question. Uh, is is that what's in the plans for uh, 2023 as a track championship here at Lernerville? Or are you maybe looking to travel a little bit? Honestly, we're just going to see how we're running. If we're running good, then we'll probably venture out and do some different things. If we're not, then we'll probably just stay close to home. Uh, whenever you're looking at the uh, p- 
purse for 2023. Lernerville coming out and announcing this season that they are going to up the purse for all four of their Fab Four divisions. Wow, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's great. I mean, you know, anytime that you can give the racers more money is, is a good thing. Um, I think it'll create more drivers coming here. I think it'll be better racing. Um, you know, hopefully. Uh, this is a business on their side so they have to make money or we can't come here and race so as long as they're making money we're getting more money it's a win-win should be good speaking of business i guess it's a good time to mention you know you have a business of your own garvin scrap metal how's the scrap business these days it's good it's uh last probably two two and a half years prices have been up uh really busy um you know that can all change those scraps like gambling you know you, you you buy this month and you hold it thinking it's going to go up or you get rid of it thinking it's going to go down and it's basically just a gamble are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review rick sabo of rps financial solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud he helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th, and we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris.
Fans, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with John Garvin Jr., 2022 Super Late Model Track Champion here at the Lernerville Speedway ahead of opening night. Uh, John, let's kind of go behind the helmet a little bit here. So say whenever you're in staging, you're getting ready to go out on the racetrack. What's what's going through your mind? What Are you trying to just focus on your march? Or are you trying to focus on the task at hand? Uh, but walk us through what's going behind what's going on behind the helmet uh, in staging or on the racetrack. Well, in staging, you know, you try to you want to start first couple rows so you're able to watch the race in front of you if you're able to do that and see what the racetrack's doing and then you roll out there and you look at the racetrack and you know in your mind how you're set up so you're looking at the track and and thinking to yourself what maybe you can do or what you can't do and then um, basically it takes a lap or two to figure out your car and then just hit your marks and, and go where you need to go. Yeah, as that bre- as that race breaks down, it starts to kind of have a little bit of a uh, mental game, right? Where you kind of have to, you're going to be tested. You're going to your patience is going to be tried. Uh, how do you mentally control that as well in your helmet, and you know, not let that relate to your driving in an aggressive manner? You know, sometimes you have to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, um, and and you know, sometimes you have to know when to when to go too. So, how do you make that decision, and how do you control those emotions and those thoughts in your mind during the race? How do you handle that pressure? Well, it's hard. You know, I don't know. It's hard. Um, I guess it, it goes back to the way your car's set up, what tires you have on. Now, these are new tires, so I don't know how they're going to do. But before, you have, if you have a soft tire, then you knew that they could maybe give up halfway through. Or if you had a hard tire and a guy was getting away from you, you knew that as long as maybe he didn't have the same tire, that you, your tires were going to kick in and, and you could get get you know catch them and get going what are you most looking forward to this season coming up 2023 obviously uh success winning is always a good thing but you know what are some other goals that you may have that maybe we wouldn't be aware of uh i mean nothing really i mean you come to the racetrack to win i don't think anyone comes to run second so um you know every night we we go we want to win and then you know, if you win, great, or run second or third. And then at the end of the year, that puts you in the spot to hopefully win a championship. We talked about travel just a little bit, but what are some tracks that you might want to hit up now that you're kind of on your own accord and have the ability to make that decision for yourself? Um, you know, I, w- I would assume we'll probably go back to Port. Um, I'm excited for Sharon. I think Sharon would be a good track to have late models all the time, but... Um, uh, maybe Eldora, uh, maybe go down south a little bit, Tennessee area, run some tracks down there, maybe. It depends on how we're running. You know, if we're not running good, then then probably not. But if we're running good, then maybe we'll we'll go, you know, run some outlaw stuff or Lucas stuff. Or, but that's so up in the air. You know, weather, fuel, uh, your, your guys have to get off work. So that all would have to work out. If it does, great. We'll maybe do it if not then we'll just run around the house here so obviously as i talked about you made a name for yourself over the past few decades you've had some memorable moments in your time what are some of those that you can share with us um well every time you win that that would be one um you know the firecracker is the biggest race around here and we've done okay we've had set quick time uh, I think it was maybe 14 we set quick time, so that was cool. Last year we were quick, I think six quick. Um, 
won our heat race, beat Bloomquist, which was cool. Um, yeah, there's probably so many little little ones that I don't even realize, but um, you you want to do when those big races come, you want to do good for sure. Yeah, it's certainly a way to measure yourself amongst the top in the nation, and that's kind of the point, too, of getting out and being able to travel a little bit and trying to measure yourself up against other areas and trying to challenge yourself in different ways. And inevitably, do you think that that's what helps make people better drivers, too? Oh, absolutely. If you can run with better guys, they're going to make you better. Um, (laughs) You look at our sports teams like Pittsburgh, the Penguins, if they play a dead last team, they just play mediocre. You know, if they play the number one team, they normally play better it's just your competition you they make you better um just because they're so good that you just I don't, I don't know if you try any harder but you must i don't know what goes through your head but um you know like when a firecracker comes you you put everything into it not that you don't on friday but it's just a touch more so two more things before we wrap things up here. One thing I want to kind of ask you about is three likes, three dislikes. Racing-related, non-racing-related, it could be anything, but three likes and three dislikes. Oh. Um, well, I dislike the cold, the winter. I like the heat and the sun. Um, I like the races. Um, that, that's... You got me stumped. I don't know. What about food? Uh... Thanksgiving's my favorite. Um, I'm, I love pizza. Uh, boy, that you'd have to ask my wife because she has a hard time cooking. For I'm very picky, but uh, for sure, Thanksgiving dinner is absolute favorite. So, what what in particular for Thanksgiving dinner is it? The turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, or just the whole smorgasbord? It's everything: turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, corn, um, the bread, the desserts. It. I just. That's by far my favorite. Well, we're going to have to wait a few more months for that, given that it's the early or middle of April right now. But the last thing I wanted to talk about, probably the most important thing overall, sponsors, crew, the people that help you get this done and get the car on the track every week, people that you'd like to thank. Well, GSM for sure. Um, Homeboy, Seamless Gutters. I got Mark here tonight, so he's a new one on board. Uh, McCruitz is new on board. Uh, Paul Johnson, uh, Alternative Power Sources, Jake Break Customs. Um, all, all these guys, it takes it takes them all plus some, and I'm very thankful for for what I have. Listeners, look for John Garvin Jr. in victory lane and possibly retaining the 2023 Lernerville Track Championship. We'll have to see how the storybook all plays out. But John, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it, and good luck this season. Thank you, I appreciate it. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455.
Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. listeners joining us now is vicky emig the owner and series director along with mike leone of the rush series vicky what an impressive resume you have but i want to go back to when you were first getting started and you were with your dad as, as a young child uh, going with dad everywhere he went whether it was at the races or in, in a in one of his uh, company trucks uh, what is your first recollection of what was going on? How old were you when you thought, boy, this is pretty neat? Well, I, I can vaguely remember my dad taking me when I was just old enough to know, three, four, five years old with him to Sharon and Canfield Speedways as a child. At the time, he was a racing fan. And as you said, my dad never left me home, whether it was going to the races or taking me out in his refuse trucks in the mornings at times. You know, he always had me with him. But I can remember being at Canfield and Sharon Speedway on the old quarter mile days back in the, you know, 1966, 67, you know, in that era. Because he started, he was, he became a car owner in 1969. You know, I'm referring to a story that Brian Spade did, and, and I thought it was kind of cute when he, some of the things he talked about, he said, uh, promoters, this was when you first got Mercer Raceway, promoters were usually a gruff, gray-haired man with a cigar, but that has changed now where uh, he describes you, and I like this, with steely blue eyes and blonde hair, Emig shares with a warmth of spirit and confidence. At first impression, curiosity the veterans look around and they wonder, well, who is this? But within minutes, they realize this is the real deal. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. You know, I, I guess uh, I remember when uh, Brian wrote that, and, and I'm sure people maybe do think that and have thought that over the years, you know, when they finally see me or who knows what, you know. But honestly, it, it's an odd thing with me. I, I've never 
felt out of place in, in this world um, and what we do, whether it was hauling the garbage or, or you know, being at the races and, and being involved in racing. Because, again, like you alluded to at the beginning, I was around it my entire life. You know, I, I was I was with my dad, you know, and to me it was nothing. And probably when people looked at me and said, really, you know, she, she's a promoter or she owns Mercer Raceway or maybe, you know, she's, you know, running rush racing, they, they probably do think that uh, it's, who knows what they thought. But to me, it, it never, it never, it never even entered my mind. I spent a lot of time at Mercer when you were the owner down there. And one of my favorite moments, I was in the pits for a driver's meeting and some four-cylinder guy, this was early on in your tenure there, uh, I said, I wonder if she'll be able to handle these drivers. And I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, buddy, her father's business deals with the mafia. You don't think she could deal with a four-cylinder driver from down the street? And he just walked away. He didn't want to talk yeah. to me there. I well, want- you know, you, you choose to be in this business, and we all know, there's, there is, as in any business, you're going to have tough times and rough bumps in the road. And like I tell people, sometimes, I, you know, we had a kind of stressful night there the other night down at Winchester, which turned out beautifully thanks to the promoter, Greg Gunner, down there. But, you know, I choose to do this. So, you know, you, you got to take the good with the bad, right? When your dad first decided to get into racing, and you said 69, uh, what prompted that? Well, again, my dad apparently had always been a race fan as a young man. Uh, the old Pulaski Speedway was just down the road from us here. And I think he went down there, obviously, as a fan. And he just apparently liked racing and started going to the, the local tracks. And uh, I, I really don't know whatever made him decide he was going to be a car owner. He really would have been a great race car driver because he was literally, as they always told me the stories, hell on wheels, you know, with his hot rods and stuff up here at the state line and different things. It was just whatever, like any young guy. But my dad always said that even though he'd have liked to, he never drove his own cars because at the time, especially when he was beginning, in the refuge business, he drove his own trucks. He was out there every day walking behind the house back then to carry the garbage out. And he was always afraid, Dawn, that if he got hurt in that race car, who was going to take care of his little girls and his wife, you know? And I, I truly believe from what people told me of him growing up, he'd have been a hell of a driver, but he was worried he'd get busted up or something and couldn't take care of us. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Vicki Emig from the Rush Racing Series. Some of my best conversations with your dad were at Lernerville at the Pitt Steward stand. Uh, interesting man, gave me a lot of advice. We were running a six-cylinder at the time. Just really enjoyed that time with him. Now, you, he started with the semi-lates and some pretty impressive drivers in there. I mean, Jim Becker, Bob Krauss, Donnie Martin, John Buzzard, John Lesnar. Butch Hafke, uh, Andy Priest, and Lou Gentile. Uh, so that's like a Hall of Fame list of drivers. When did he decide to move from the uh, semi-lates to the modifieds? Um, 
I, I just I really don't know. I think we started with in the um, with the modified in 1983. He had been a full body car owner, you know, from 69 up through 82. And in fact, there was some, you know, duplication there between running the modified and the semi-late for a few years in the early 80s, you know. But um, I don't know. Just It just transpired, I guess. Well, your dad, he was an amazing man. I, mean, I can't emphasize it enough. Uh, now, when he passed away, you took over the business, which you, you then sold around 1998. And when you decided to buy Mercer Raceway, uh, what prompted that? Well, honestly, I, I really was, I had no plans of selling the rubbish business. You know, we were doing well, things were doing great. We, but, you know, back, back then the acquisition market was very, very good. And, uh, I could hear him in my ear saying, honey, you don't need to bullshit, you know, cause, you know, I had a lot of employees. I was running 13 trucks and, and it, it just was a, a good opportunity, but, I was in my mid-30s, 36, 37 years old, and you know me, I've always come to this office since I was 17 years old, and I just, I needed something to put my mind to. I, I had to do something. So honestly, when I sold the refuge business, the gentleman that did all the work on that, at the, I, told, I told him, I will not sell unless you can obtain this racetrack for me. And it was kind of all happened at one time. So I transitioned right into Mercer Raceway Park immediately when I sold the refuge business to keep me busy and keep me going. Keep you out of mischief. As far as my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but under your ownership, Mercer thrived. It was... Uh, it was an excellent place to race, and actually, going way back, uh, I raced against Andy in the in the uh, semi-lights. Uh, quite a nice guy, but your dad was a smart man. He knew when you and him were somewhere that he made sure that your mom and your sister could pretty much do whatever they wanted. He provided them with whatever they needed, and that's a wise man. Well, you know, my mom and sister, they did not like racing. I would say in the 40 years that I owned a race car with him between us, I think my sister Jody might have went to three or four races, originally his memorial events. And uh, they just, but like you said, he made sure when we were off running two, three nights a week, he always made sure they could go out and eat, go shopping, go to the movies. You know, he made sure they, they weren't sitting at home while we were gone all the time, you know, because they simply didn't like it. But when I did purchase Mercer Raceway Park, I just, I always regret that my dad could not see my sister Jody and my mom. They never missed a night in 11 years that I owned that racetrack. Jody ran my concessions fantastic. I mean, he'd have been so proud of her. And my mom was in the office uh, every night. And, you know, to think that two two girls that really had no use for race, and, you know, they, they were up there every single night with me. Fans, Vicki and I are going to need to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th, and we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. 
Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Vicki Emig. Now, in 2007, you and longtime public relations race director Mike Leone branched out into <laughs> local late model racing, crate late model racing. Let's talk about that transition from Mercer to the crate racing. Well, there was originally some overlap. I think when I started to develop Chevrolet Performance Crate Engine Racing in the Northeast, at the the time, I was still running Mercer Raceway Park. So there was some duplication there. But, you know, it it was a perfect segue for me because, you know, I was starting to maybe want to get rid of the racetrack or this or that and, you know, ended up doing so. And it was just perfect because I learned so much in in my operations at Mercer Raceway, Mercer Raceway about the industry, I made a lot of great friends with a lot of the promoters. Obviously, the Ronics at the time at Lernerville, Mike Graham, Ron Nelson, and a lot of different people. And you know, I also then not only knew about running a race car and the expense of that, but also what it took to run a racetrack. So, all that knowledge that I got all those years at the racetrack sure did help me moving forward to introduce this idea of crate crate engine racing up here. And a lot of those people that had been promoters with me, you know, I think they trusted me. And, you know, when we talked about it and what we thought the future needed, you know, there I started with four tracks and, uh, and, and they stuck with me, you know. So I'm so glad I had the knowledge of what they go through each and every race night because I think, you know, that's helped me a lot. Well, in 2013, you and Mike began the Rush 
racing series and what a series uh, that has become and i can't emphasize enough to people how great engines have saved short track racing i mean how many uh, the neighbor kids or somebody that's racing one of your cars could afford a 30 or 40 thousand dollar motor yeah i mean it's amazing i think this year we've got you know people running under the rush banner the age range is from 13 to in their early 70s and everywhere in between and and it is amazing i mean we took a lot of flack when we introduced this believe it or not it's been 17 years ago i mean it was hell to pay and in every division after my late models that we would introduce it was almost the same situation for a while um, but as times went on and expenses have got more and more and more for all types of racing you know, I, I always say I'm glad we started this 17 years ago to try to help people keep racing than today, you know, to just jump in and say, hey, we got to do something. I, I just think it was meant to be. And uh, you're right. I mean, I, I guarantee you we got a deeper bed of young racers, you know, racing under Rush and probably anywhere in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. And, uh, and then, it, again, even Hall of Fame guys are racing with us, whether it be in, the, uh, in our late models. we got a lot of those Hall of Fame guys in our wingless sprints. So I guess my, I always say now my satisfaction of being involved in racing is the fact that, like you say, we're keeping people racing. I always say, don't quit, just fall into the Rush basket and let's keep on going, you know. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Jim Racy, one of your drivers, used to run a big block modified, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Jim, he's a great guy. He's running a, he's tours with us, believe it or not. He runs uh, for the Jim Reisman uh, car owner. And, uh, yeah, he ran big block. He's running with us. He enjoys it. Uh, oh, geez. I mean, we've had Rod George and, you know, Gail Ruth Jr. I mean, I could go on and on if I had a minute to think about it, about I mean, literally, Hall of Fame guys that have been around a long time that uh, just love and enjoy the racing and in the crate deal. And uh, so we have a whole menagerie of different types of, of, of racers participating with us. I can recall when the sportsman modified were getting started, the winner would climb out of the car. And I think, geez, I wonder if that guy's in the eighth grade or if he's a freshman in high school. They were so young. It's amazing, you know, it, it, it truly is. I mean, that's why years ago we started our Futures Cup program uh, to, to pull them young guys that are uh, 20 or younger out and they have their separate point fund, even though their, their finishes are going in all our other point funds and championship programs. We then pull them out and recognize them throughout all our divisions because it, it's really amazing. And I'll tell you, you'll see them wheel to wheel on any given night in any of my divisions with those with those veterans racing in addition to all that with your teams i'm looking at about a quarter of a million dollars in point funds and contingencies how did it how long did it take you to gather up all these uh, contingency awards from all kinds of companies years <laughs> yeah but uh it just started with Literally, Dawn, we started this deal up here 17 years ago with a $10,000 touring point fund for the late models. And in January, we dispersed $175,000 in cash. And then, like you say, throughout the year, via our manufacturer nights and, you know, event product contingencies, we'll give away well over $150,000. So 
we're over 300 and some thousand dollars it's being distributed back to rush racers throughout our series and i'm just blessed with tremendous sponsors usually once i can get those corporate marketing partners involved with us they'll stick with me um and a lot of those industry type partners like the fk rod and uh sunoco race rules i mean they work really well with us because they realize like we talked about previously that we're keeping people racing which benefits them too you know they're able to sell their tires their fuel their carburetors and uh because of our numbers uh and the fact that we keep these cars on the racetrack they're they're really good to me we're talking to vicky emig from the rush racing series Nowadays, your your uh, weekly tracks include Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, Maryland, Virginia, Delaware, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Canada's a stretch. How did you end up in Canada? Um, actually, there was uh, some tracks up there that were running uh, unsanctioned, and they reached out to us over the years and uh, just asked to be part of the program. And uh, in fact, here just the other night, Charlie Sanderclock won our final night of the Battle of the Bay. I think I had four or five Canadians come down and race with us on that swing uh, here last week. Uh, and the beauty of it is, you know, again, the rules packages are identical. So, you know, they were, you know, them cars can be running in Canada. They're all running under the identical packages the cars are running at at Pittsburgh. So it allows them to mix in and out. But uh, so we like it when our, you'll see them Canadians, I'm sure, come back down to the, the Billy Mc Memorial at Lernerville. Back to Brian's story, he quoted you, we've earned the trust and respect of hundreds of race teams and dozens of promoters. We continue to tweak and develop this concept in order to make it better and to think it all stemmed from being daddy's little girl. <laughs> That's pretty special. That's pretty emotional for yes. me. Well, Vicki and I are going to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. 
They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's listeners we're back we're talking to vicky emig the owner and director of the rush racing series along with mike leone vicky the battle of the bay has become one of the premier events in your series let's talk a little bit april 12th to 15th was the the big one let's talk a little bit about it yeah it really is i mean you know, it's really a unique event because we do two events at our weekly sanctioned tracks in Delaware, uh, Delaware International and Georgetown, which they're located very close together, probably 15, 20 miles at the most. And then we move over to Potomac, Maryland, and then the next night up into Winchester, Virginia. And I really think what's made it such a success, not only is it the fact that guys can get four straight touring events within a reasonable distance, but... Really, most of our racetracks have not opened yet up here, you know, in the north and, you know, the middle of my region, et cetera. So it gives guys an opportunity from New York and Canada to to get away from their home tracks and do something different. So it'll just drive all them cars in from all these different areas before things really get swinging up here. I think uh, Mike said we had 61 different drivers from seven or eight states in Canada here this past week. That's amazing. Then some of the past winners, uh, some very recognizable names, uh, you know, one that uh, Roberson, uh, Max Blair, Hardy, he wins everything but the 50-50 raffle in a lot of your races, <laughs> Rick Singleton. Now, there's a veteran, but he picked up the win in 2014. You know, uh, I, I was always amazed by him. You know, one day I was standing in the line to sign in uh, to the pits, and I turned around and looked at this guy, and I was actually <laughs> looking at his Adam's apple. He was yeah. so big. Jeez. Yeah. And he misses Cray Racing. I just actually talked to him last week or before we left for Battle of the Bay, and Someday I wouldn't be surprised to see him back racing with us here sooner than later. Well, oftentimes their business, their way of earning a living, yeah. uh, it, it interferes, you know. Yeah. Now, the, the weekly sanctioned speedways, Bradford, Erie's, Freedom, Genesee, Marion Center, Pittsburgh, Potomac, Raceway 7, Skyline, Stateline, Tyler County, Winchester, and Woodhill. Wow. How long, uh, we talked earlier, how long did it take you to get uh, connected to all these promoters and all these tracks? Yeah, I think overall our series will touch 26 different speedways this year in some respect throughout our divisions. And trust me, I go back to the beginning with four tracks that literally laid our foundation back then. And, uh, you know, and we just, 
you know, you got to believe in what you're dawned on. And I, you know, and I did. I believed that we needed something like we've talked about before that would allow people to keep racing. Uh, but anyway, once you, once you get started and, and you, you do what you say you're going to do, you know, and as other car cons were starting to dwindle in our other, in all these other divisions, you know, and we had already had a little bit of a foothold and was moving forward, then, you know, like I say, if some of the tracks were saying, geez, what are we going to do? This particular division's car con's dropping and we're paying all this money and blah, 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 you know, for them, which they deserve, but sometimes the, it's just the guys can't afford to keep running those type of cars. Then all of a sudden they would start looking at what we were doing and, you know, and I would literally go in and, you know, sit down every single promoter I work with, you know, I've, I've sat with them, I've presented my program, I'm available 24-7, you know, and they do. I mean, they'll, they'll reach out. Sometimes I might be in Woodhall, New York, and Denise down at Potomac's messaging me. They got a situation, and, you know, they, then people know they can lean on us. So it's just been a building process. You talk about situations. One night at Lernerville, there was a protest on an engine, and I stayed behind the crime scene tape to see what was going on, and every nut and bolt in that motor was taken out, and anybody that was protesting or interested could see all the results, and then I believe they got a printout, pages and pages, of what was in that motor, and it, and it was legal, but to do that eliminates all the whining and complaining from someone that maybe isn't winning. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got a great, you know, I always say to go back one step is, I have nothing if I don't have a correct Packing system, a sealing system on them engines. You know, the whole heart of what we do with Chevrolet Performance Crate Engine Racing is the tacking. It has to be right. You know, the, the engines have to be either original bolted or rush sealed. You know, I have a group of authorized rebuilders that sign a legal binding contract that they will only do what they are supposed to. If we would ever catch anybody not doing that, they're thrown out of the system. I mean, it's a check and balance all the way through just simply on them engines, as well as the tires, the fuels, the spec fuel, and we pull fuel and tire samples. So, you know, that's what makes us, you know, successful in whatever realm that we are is that integrity of that teching program and the rush engine sealing system. I had a funny situation on a protest when I was pit steward at Lernerville. Guy comes over to me and says, I want to protest that driver. He's cheating. I said, well, how do you know he's cheating? Because I'm cheating and I can't catch him. So oh, yeah. <laughs> we let that the slide. Beauty, <clears throat> the beauty of what we do, too, with my authorized rebuilders, if obviously we tear an engine down, it is correct. You know, a lot of people don't realize. They'll get on social media and... Uh, start saying, oh, you know, that's not, that's BS, this, that, the other thing. You know, that poor guy's got to put his engine together. And see, everybody that runs in our system, Don, they realize that's part of the deal. You know what I'm saying? They realize that to keep things correct, that could happen. But on the other side of the coin is my guys like the Mike Ingrams, the Jason Orrs, uh, the, the guys that are in my system, if that motor's legal, Obviously, and we hope it is, if they put the seals on it, obviously, that's their best advertisement. But they're going to, nine times out of ten, they're taking care of that racer on putting that motor back together. We give them another set of seals. 
So, you know, it, it isn't like, man, that guy just got his engine tore down. Now it's going to cost him three, $4,000 to go racing again. I've got an agreement with my rebuilders, and we work, you know, providing again. It's, you know, one of their customers. They're going to work with that, with that racer. We're talking to Vicki Emig. Vicki, something that really impressed me with your series, Member Driver Insurance Benefits. Let's talk about that. Well, we do not mandate membership in Rush. Um, but if guys want to be part of that $175,000 point fund, obviously they have to be a member to be part of all that. But they also get an additional $100,000 of participant accident insurance over and above whatever the racetrack's uh, participant level is. So, yeah, like you say, for the $125 membership fee, that in itself, it's worth that just to to get that insurance package. Your page also lists administrative assistance. Explain that for our listeners. Well, you know, we're here, like I said earlier, 24-7. I mean, of those 26 promoters that'll have rush events or, or be part of our program, trust me, they know they can reach out 24-7, whether it's on a technical issue or, or anything that they need or if they got a problem and they don't know whatever. I mean, we're here, you know, I always say I'm here to service, you know, my promoters, my racers, my sponsors. I always tease, I says, and I actually started my presentation when I spoke at the promoters' workshops over the years. Everything I learned in the garbage business applies to the racing business. You still have customers. I had, you know, commercial, residential, roll-off. Now I have drivers, sponsors, promoters. They're still all customers, and I need to service them, Dawn. I find it amazing that you're speaking at the promoter's workshop when years ago I would approach you with with a recorder and you would have thought it was a gun. You just kept backing up. So you have definitely come a long way. You mentioned the Futures Cup and uh, just a brief rundown on what that is and why you decided to start it. Well, it was true. I mean, we talked earlier about all these young guys that are racing in all these different divisions. And obviously when they join, they become part of our national weekly point fund. And or if they join touring, they're, they're automatically part of that. But, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to like spotlight these kids or, you know, make them feel like, man, you know, yeah, we're racing with these hall of fame guys and these good, the Jeremy Wonderlings and different guys as an example all the time. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to segregate them uh, out and let them shine amongst themselves. So we simply take their same finishes and dump them into their Futures Cup program. And then at our banquet, you know, the, the champion of the Futures Cup gets the same championship jacket as the Jeremy Wonderlings or the Kyle Hardys and the Plaques, and they get some cash on top of any other monies they would have got. So it kind of, you know, it kind of makes them feel special. Well, we're coming up on our final break. Uh, Before we do that, do you have anything to add that we haven't uh, talked about? Not really. I mean, we're just, I say we're blessed. I always say I'll keep up, keep getting up and coming to work every day as long as everybody keeps supporting us and wanting to be part of Rush, you know, because we can't do it without, you know, our tracks, promoters, sponsors, and just everybody that, that, that seems to still come and, and want to take part in what we're doing. So, you know, that's what's most important. 
Well, I know Bill Emig is looking down, and he's very proud of Daddy's little girl. And I want to thank you for being with us today and wish you continued success for the new season. Well, we appreciate it, and uh, thanks a lot for reaching out and letting us. And I, uh, one real uh, last quick thing, our Havas Auto and Truck Supply, uh, you know, our branding sponsor, just, just tremendous guy, Cliff Havas with all these different locations throughout our region, please, please support uh, Cliff. Uh, just unbelievable uh, what he's doing for us to keep us to be able to keep moving down the road. We literally could not do it without him. And drivers need to know this. You know, everybody's not a driver, but everybody has a car. And if you need something, Havis would be the place to go to get it. Vicki, thank you again. Have a wonderful season. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412 412- 999-6625 or email rappinonracin at gmail.com And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. Alright listeners, joining us now, probably the winningest driver ever at the Jennerstown Speedway, Barry Audi. Barry, how are you doing tonight? Awesome, awesome. Thank you. You know, uh, for so many interviews we've done, we always talk about the generic stuff, but I want to do a, a little bit different tonight. Uh, we'll start with your wife, Lori. She's been putting up with your nonsense for 33 years. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, it definitely takes a Racing takes a lot of time away from stuff you, you probably should be doing in life, you know. Well, the, the sacrifices, whether it's the wife, the mom, the sister, the sacrifices these women make, it's it's pretty significant. So... Hopefully, during the off-season, if she says she wants to go somewhere that doesn't interest you, you go anyway. Right, right. you got to make up for yeah. lost time. Yeah. Now, you have uh, Ashley and Carly, and Carly does some racing. And then your, your grandchildren, you got Wyatt, Waylon, and Willow. And I understand Willow is the newest part of the family, a year and a half. Yep, 
Now, what does that mean when the eight or nine time track champion has to take care of a little girl? Well, she don't cooperate as well as the boys. <laughs> she, you know, the boys, I can bring them out here in the garage, and we're good. We, he, I can throw them in the back seat, and we go places and stuff now. Yeah. That one there, she don't cooperate quite as well. <laughs> now, you mentioned your shop, and i got to ask you this, because you're always helping someone. How big is your shop? Uh, just 30 by 40. Wow. And you always have somebody's car in there that you're working on. Yep, I always yeah. keep a middle bay open for for whatever rolls in. Well, that's inherent. Uh, your dad was like that with so many people. It was just uh, the apple uh, didn't fall far from the tree. Now, when when dad was racing, did you ever work on his cars? I mean, what what kind of jobs did you have in racing before you started winning all the time? Oh, we always, actually, we would eat supper, and it was a, a race to get out in the garage, and whoever got out there first got the radio station. He liked country, and I liked rock and roll, so <laughs> <laughs> he, he ate quick and get out in the garage. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've been doing this for a long time, and I, I don't remember last time we talked. How many years, even starting with Dad up until th- this year, how, how many years? Uh, it'd be 40 some. Wow. So I started, I think, about 16, and I'm 61 now. I took one year off. I was out of money. Yeah. I think when I was 17. What, what do you like best, uh, obviously winning, what do you like best about racing in addition to winning? I like, like the winning ain't the major part. It's the, it's the people around you. I mean, yeah. like, they Saturday here in the garage, I mean, there's I, I, probably six, eight people you know, anyhow, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I usually count how many uh, different people are here, you know, and, yeah. and I, I don't call anybody. They just all, you know, show up and I don't know if it's like a barbershop chat session or yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's bad. You don't get quite the work done. You should. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it means a lot that everybody, you know, stops down and, and hangs out, you know. Well, you just think of yourself as Barry Audi, but to a lot of these people, you're either a mentor or a hero. And that's... Uh, that's a big job, but you handle it pretty well. Now, this is a silly question, and we're not going to talk about your dad, but do you have a favorite driver? Actually, not now. Actually, when I was a kid, uh, uh, David Pearson was kind of, you know, he was the one I kind of... The Silver at. Fox. Yep. Yeah. Actually, if you look at it, if you, if you take the amount of races he raced and the amount of wins, like if you take his percentage... Uh, it was uh, way better than, like, say, Petty's and Earnhardt's and stuff, you know. He was he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, how about, and this would be a generous time, uh, or maybe at Motordrome, who was your toughest competitor? Boy, back in the day, there was a lot of them. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, boy, I mean, it's like different years was different people. You yeah. know, I mean, you took a year that, uh, that Charlie Craig, and I mean, I think I finished second to him nine times that one year yeah. you know and he won the northeast region and stuff like that i mean i mean it's, it's tough to beat you know i mean yeah. there was neil brown rich mitchell i mean it just uh jeff dunmar i me and jeff the one year uh, i i won the one and he won oh well, actually he won both i think track championships that year I think. yeah but i was second behind him with both of them so 
I remember when the NDRA came to Motordrome and they told Charlie he had the wrong tires on the car. And what did he do, lap the field two times, three times? Yeah, and he told me that, that he was that, that, that he was so close to running out of gas that it didn't, when wouldn't even have filled up a mason jar. Yeah. I mean, he ran out of gas getting back up to the pits. Yeah. They, they watered the track and he left the top cushion and he just got up against that cushion and just um, just annihilated them. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and over the years, the different, you know, like the, I raced against like Bob Seneker and, and uh, Mike Eddy and, and Gary St. Amont and, and those kind of guys, you know, it's pretty impressive. Like the, the names, the big names from other places that it's been the Jennerstown and raced against, you know. I think you have eight or nine championships at Jenner's time. What's the right amount? I don't know, actually. I, yeah. don't, I don't count that stuff. Well, we can get back to that later. Now, I want to, whenever we close, I'm going to talk about your pit crew and your sponsors. But uh, listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Barry Audi, multiple track championships at Jennerstown Speedway. Uh, on Saturday, Jennerstown's going to kick off their season and we turn to their NASCAR roots as part of the Advanced Auto Parts weekly racing series. And when you talk about roots there, you think about it, your family, three generations racing. And uh, you, your dad, I mean, I can't, he, not only did I admire him as a driver, but I considered him a, a good friend. But what he did for racing and, and what he did for you, and, and it's just words, it can't be described in, in simple words. Uh, and I believe you're fighting for your ninth championship. So, And then the, the roots go even deeper when you think about it. The Hemingers, they have, uh, what, three uh, generations there. And uh, uh, Larry was a 93 National Dwarf Car champion. Uh, then Josh Dunmire, several championships there. 97 NASCAR Northeast Region champion and multiple Jennerstown championships. Three generations there. Then the Marhefkas and the Price family, uh, Jerry Price Sr. And, and Rob Marhefka Sr., both members of the Hall of Fame. And then uh, now Brandon's doing some racing. And then the Price family, Todd and his son Stephen, uh, just the history there is just incredible. And you got to be proud of the fact that uh, on any given night, uh, when your generation's out there, you usually win. And I had a laugh. I called you to set up this interview, and you said, Mondays and Wednesdays, I watch the grandkids, so that's a good time to call. And and you were in the garage working, and I said, well, what are you working on? You're winning everything. Uh, well, I was just get, trying to get the setup better. I mean, um, we well, won 10 times, but we lost 10 last year. And that's, that's <laughs> what you... <laughs> If you if you don't keep stepping, you get stepped on. Yeah, so. and and I love that answer. You say, oh, "Yeah, we won ten, but we we lost ten. Uh, that's that's a unique perspective there. Uh, when you um, you don't do this by accident, uh, let's talk about your pit crew because you got a good one. Yeah, my buddy Don Sailor. He comes over. He's my crew chief, and he comes over to the. Tuesdays and Thursdays, whenever I'm not watching the grandkids, and, and Jimmy Braunyalk, he goes out to beats all the doors down for the sponsors and stuff, and we got uh, Bobby Young, Larry Rummel, Kerry uh, DeNorsi, they all help out, and uh, just a good bunch of guys, and we keep going here, we're going to have to 
get the bus to uh, go to Patriot Manor and get us out of there on on the weekends to get us to go to the racetrack. We're getting all pretty old. My daughter's boyfriend, he wanted to help out. I said, that'd be good that somebody can actually get up when they, you know, get down on the ground. <laughs> Fans, we're going we're gonna to take a break here for a minute with uh, Barry, and we'll be back after these messages. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th, and we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Barry Audie. Uh, Barry, uh, let's talk a little bit about your sponsors, and you have some really good ones. Yeah, over the years, I mean, I definitely got a, a great bunch of people that helped me out. I got the... The Wheeler family, Soystown Auto, Daniel Schaefer's, Total Mobility, Hampton Inn, North Star Equipment, Morocco Welding, Rustic Woods, Pizza Hut, Strucker Auto Body, Pennsylvania Propane, Indy Lake Realty, Pro Disposal, Jim Smith, Jeff Carey Associates, Griff's Tire, Heirloom Pine, uh, and I got uh, People like Jet Engines and uh, AR Bodies and Joe's Performance and Port City Racing and, and they all, every, everybody helps me out. It's it's really good. How do you fit all that on the car? Well, I just got some more and uh, 
the letter guy was here yesterday, and we're running out of space. We need like um, old mold dirt cars and billboards on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who does your lettering? Uh, Jake. Uh, Jake's custom uh, signs. Cool. Cars are always beautiful. I mean. When you roll into the track and they see that car pulling in, everybody saying, "Well, I wonder who's going to be second tonight," and that's not that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen you, and uh, and I've said it before, but you know, you think about the commitment from the the ladies in your family. Uh, I used to sit by your mom for a minute and just talk to her, and she was always upset that you were spending so much time helping other people. But, you know, and then there were times in the past where you'd sell somebody a car, you'd help them with it, and every once in a while they'd beat you. What? Right, yep, that well, really get held in. Yeah, well, I guess you can't help it because uh, Dad kind of burned that into your brain. Yep, that's part of racing too, you know. Now, let's talk a little bit about Carly. She wasn't running on a regular basis. What's her schedule going to be this year? Uh, she just actually talked to Larry Hemminger here Saturday, and I think she's going to uh, get in the backup Charger car a couple times this year, the way she talks. Good. Well, I I don't expect anything other than success with her. Now, did Ashley ever want to race? No. No. Yeah. So when uh, Wyatt and Waylon get a little bit older, uh, you're going to be even busier. Yeah, we got uh, four-wheelers and motorcycles and go-karts and stuff for them now. And we'll just work our way up to that then. All right, Barry, we're coming up on a commercial. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I'd just like to thank my family and uh, all my crew and all my sponsors. I mean, if it wasn't for everybody that... I mean, I'm, I'm pretty blessed with life, like what I have in life right now with, with my family and racing and, and all my friends, you know, it's, pretty special you're a lucky man and i appreciate yep. you taking the time to talk to us and let's see uh, if you can bump up that 10 wins a little higher we're gonna we're working on her <laughs> hey i seen i seen travis there on they after the race there yesterday i seen he was talking to blaney there yeah boy that was a tough break with all those cautions because yeah. blaney yeah. had it he had it you know yeah, he had a good car. Yeah. You know what? I know it's because of Travis, but I really like that kid. If, if you were, now that you, I say it, but if I was to pick one right now, it'd be him. Yeah. You know? Him and Larson, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just two outstanding he's a genuine drivers. kid, you know? I mean, yeah. I actually have a, uh, it's an old uh, program here of all the, all the ones that were at the track. It has Lou Blaney on it. And uh, he looked like a kid. He likes, he likes that. Uh, kind of stuff and I thought if I ever seen him I have that saved that if he would want that or not because his grandpa's on the you know cover of it and stuff and the Blaney family they were all gentlemen all the drivers they were big winners I remember when I first met Ryan it was at a Lou Blaney memorial at Sharon and he must have been about 13 or 14 years old and I got to know him a little bit after that but uh, he had no concept of what the future held for him and boy he's taking advantage of it and he's, he's just a class act I mean he's a class act exactly yeah. I mean when you talk to him he's never he's not a Kyle Bush or somebody like he don't got no arrogance in him yeah. you know you can tell he's a, a, a direct down to earth yep. kid you know well, Barry, again, I thank you. You have a very successful opener, and we'll talk to you more during the season. Awesome. Good talking to you, buddy. You take care. 
The staff at Rappin' on Racing would like to thank our marketing partners, Curtis Power Solutions, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Alternative Power Sources, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these companies, Rappin' on Racing would not be possible. state's number one motorsports talk show today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of rapping on racing stand on it come on y'all stand on it